Well, all right. Hi, hey, happy holidays to everybody. This is the WCHL podcast. I am the commissioner, Christopher Perry, and there's no Andrew on this podcast. Thankfully, that's my Christmas gift to you guys. My sidekick, uh, Andrew Majorkirth, is not here, um, and so that's why we have the uh, the different music that we uh, that we just played. The little intro there from Poison, uh, but instead, it's our very sp- it's my honor to have a very special guest on here. Uh, from he's the UNLV goaltender. Uh, and he's the, one of the reasons why they're, you know, ranked so high in the nation, number four so far in the nation. It is Zach Wixon. Thanks, Zach, for being on our cheesy little terrible podcast. I appreciate you taking time out of your Thursday evening. No problem. Happy to do this. Wonderful. Now, Zach, are you? You're in Canada right now. You're not in Las Vegas. No, yeah, I'm up in Calgary right now, just spending back in the time with the uh, holidays with the family. Nice, nice. There's got to be a little bit of a uh, temperature difference between UNLV or between Las Vegas and Calgary, Canada, huh? Yeah, for sure. When I got off the plane, uh, it, when I was running to the car, it was uh, pretty cold, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no shorts and flip-flops up in Calgary. No, yeah, I was a little underdressed when I came home. That's for sure. I didn't have no winter jackets or boots or anything like that in Vegas. So wait a second, you're saying Greener doesn't outfit you guys with all sorts of winter winter gear? No, no, no big puffy jacket. No, no, uh, we have uh, a jacket, but it's not a big puffy winter jacket. So okay. Like, yeah, couldn't really wear that. I couldn't really wear that, and wouldn't have kept me that warm. So it's a little Las Vegas windbreaker, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, tell tell me, Zach. You're you're 22 years old. Um, you're from Calgary. Uh, what, what's it like growing up there in Calgary? And, and the reason I ask this, I knew a kid who was a goaltender from Calgary. Um, his his grandfather was one of the part owners of the Flames, and he would always talk about. Try to get me to come up to Calgary to go to the Stampede. He said, "You got to come to the Stampede. The Stampede is insane." What's it like growing up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada? Uh, it's awesome. I, I really enjoy it up here. Um, ever since I was fifteen, though, I've been bouncing around playing in different places around Canada for hockey. But every time I come back in the summer, I love coming back to spend my time here. And yeah, the Stampede—it's—it's it's for sure a fun time. So if you ever have time in the summer to come up, I really. I uh, guarantee that that will uh, be fun time for you. Yeah, all right, all right. Now, you have been bouncing around looking here on your uh, – if you Google Zach Wixon and hockey, your Elite Prospects page comes up. You've been all over. You played in the BC uh, – what's that? The BC Elite League, the Kootenay League, the Northern Ontario League. What What's that like as a 15-year-old uh, kid leaving home from Calgary and bouncing all over Canada, as you called it? Uh, it was it was hard at first when I left when I was uh, 15. Um you know, leaving uh, home and going into the new thing with billets and everything. And I mean, I wasn't super far away. I was about eight hours from home. So my parents could come out a lot. And my grandparents lived a couple hours away. So it was really nice uh, for that. But uh, yeah, then I bounced up into northern uh, northern British Columbia up in Prince George and played uh, midget AAA up there. And that was a good year. We won the league that year. It was an uh, extremely competitive uh, league that was really good. I had a lot of guys uh, from my team that went and played uh, Division One and all that. So uh, it was a good league. And then after that, I went and played in the Kootenai, Kootenai League in Sycamus. Uh, that, was, uh, that was a different year for sure. It was uh, My team wasn't the best and got peppered with quite a bit of shots. But uh, I think it built me into the goalie I am today. So uh, that really helped. And then... I uh, shipped out to Ontario for my last two years of juniors and played up in Cochrane. And uh, I played with uh, Flanders on my 
uh, on UNLV as well up there, and he kind of got me to come down to Vegas. So, uh, yeah. All right. What was what was that? Uh, was there a culture shift going from Western Canada going over there to Ontario, or was it just like it's cold and it's north, so it's all the same? Uh, yeah. Well, when I was up in northern Ontario, it was kind of a different world. There wasn't uh, a lot of. There's not a lot of people there. I think the town is about five thousand people, so it's really small and. There's no stoplights in the town, so it's really when you're there, it's uh, pretty much just hockey, and that's all all there is there. So wow, it's a little, a little different for sure. But uh, in those small town uh, junior communities, they uh, they're uh, really back the team though, so it's fun little uh, environment to be in. Okay, and you said uh, that's where you played with Flanders, and he 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 was already coming to UNLV, and so he talked you into coming down to uh, scenic Las Vegas, huh? Yeah, yeah, he was the one who got me to come down. Were there any other schools that you're uh, considering, or was it just Flanders, Vegas? There, that's it. I'm done. Uh, well, a bunch of different schools talked to me, like uh, Division three schools mostly. But uh, it was honestly, it came down to all of like the cost of going to school in the states. So uh, I got a really good price to go down to UNLV, and I knew a bunch of people on the team, so I wouldn't have been going into a environment where I I just feel like I wouldn't know anyone, so I don't know. I just felt it felt uh, right to go to UNLV, and just I knew the team was going to be good, and uh, I'd have friends there and everything like that, so it'd be a good time, and I'm enjoying it so far. So I, I got to imagine being in Las Vegas, it's got to be a good time. Tell, tell me, tell me what that's all about, Zach, because I can't imagine going to school in Las Vegas because uh, I would just be distracted beyond belief with shows and places to go never mind casinos and all that kind of stuff so sell me on going to school in las vegas not going to las vegas but going to school in las vegas what's that like uh you know you we really don't go out on the strip too much or anything like that you we keep ourselves busy with uh, hockey and school throughout the week and then we'll be away on the road so we if anything it's only a sunday to go out and or do stuff like that and uh, it's really that, that day you're just kind of drained and you just don't really want to go out and do anything there, but going to school there, it's a, it's a great school. I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, but yeah, for everyone that thinks that it'll be a distraction with all the strip and all the flashy, you know, stuff, it's, it's really not as much of a distraction if you can just stay focused on school and hockey and, you know, kind of block that out. Okay. All right. Well, what, what are you studying in school to distract you from, the the strip and everything else that vegas has to offer i'm in business school right now so just getting into the starting courses of that so it's 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 a little bit uh difficult but you know i'm getting through it okay all right what business so what do you want to be when you grow up there i mean when you're through Uh, playing hockey or is this is this part of your plan to uh you know accumulate all your millions and then know what to do with it (laughs) yeah um you know, I just—I wasn't really sure, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I just—I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I, I know that Vegas has a uh, that UNLV has a great what's it called? It it's not hotel management, but it's like hospitality services. Yeah, yeah, hospitality. That's where I ranked number one in the country, even for hospitality. Yeah, and it and it makes perfect sense because yeah. everyone can just go intern, you know, right around the corner at whatever hotel or uh, casino is nearby there's so many uh, uh 
so many places like that. Is the business school pretty big there at UNLV? Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty good school. But obviously, uh, there's a couple guys on. I think there's four or five guys on the team that's going into hospitality. But uh, most of the guys are pretty business orientated on the team. And then uh, we have a couple guys who are in the engineering program as well. And I think those guys are crazy if they can do that and play hockey still. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Holy man, just spelling engineering and playing hockey would be difficult yeah. for me, let alone taking classes in it and doing all the math yeah. and the science. Yeah, they show me some of their homework and I just look, get lost. So I'm just, <laughs> I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I would think that uh, being in Las Vegas would also be good for business too, because obviously there's huge businesses there in the city itself. Um, whether it's the hotel industry, whether it's the gaming industry, or now obviously you've got the, uh, the, the entertainment industry that's just popping everywhere. So, uh, there's all sorts of needs for, uh, folks with finance degrees, accounting degrees, marketing degrees, management degrees. So I, I would think that's probably going to be a pretty good, uh, area for you to, uh, uh, for you to find a gig in if you want to, you know, stay in the Las Vegas area. Yeah, uh, there's some courses you can take where you'll get set up with internships even, and you can start your way with that. So um, I don't know if I want to stay in the Las Vegas area when I'm done school, but uh, we'll see what the, the, what uh, what happens when the time comes. Yeah, well, hey, even I tell you what, even if you want to take that degree back to Calgary, that'd be pretty cool because Calgary's big enough. Uh, I don't know if it would work if you want to go back to Cochrane or anything, but uh you know, Northern Ontario. I don't know if that would work up there, but who knows? Uh, but yeah, I don't I'll be going back there. <laughs> <laughs> not unless you, not unless you're, uh, they're, they're going to honor you with a statue or something, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, listen, you're, you're 12 and two on the season so far. You personally, the team itself, I think is what, 16 and three on yeah. the season, ranked number four in the nation. Tell me a little bit about, uh, uh, you know, I guess tell tell me a little bit about how you think the UNLV season is going so far. And this, and before we back up or before we get going there, this is your first year of playing, but it's actually your second year at UNLV. You were there last year, but that was a COVID year, and UNLV didn't play, correct? Yeah, yeah. We just well, we we stayed active though. We were all there all year, uh, going to school, um, we practice, uh, working out. So we all stayed pretty active and. I think that's what really helped us this year. Okay, well, and that's that's why I want to lead into that. So, do you think that that uh, taking that year off, basically, and, but staying active and staying as uh, you know, gelling as a team, do you think that's helped you get off to the you know kick-ass start that you guys have been having to the year so far? Oh, hundred uh, percent. We we only had a couple guys leave after. Uh, I mean, the COVID year last year, so it was pretty much the same group. It's just a couple new guys coming in, and uh, yeah, we really gelled last year. Uh, 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 I mean, I knew a bunch of guys coming in, but I uh, playing against them, but I didn't really know them as friends. But yeah, we all bonded really well last year, and uh, it's shown this year that we have pretty good chemistry together. I'd say so. I'd say so. You you've got great chemistry together. All right, so so you you've. The, the highlight, what's been the highlight so far of the season? I think I know what the answer is, but uh, what's been the highlight for Zach Wixon and UNLV so far through the fall semester? 
Probably, yeah, definitely the Chicago classic, I would say, so far. We played uh, the top uh, six, four, and two, I believe. When they, the something something like that. Game. I mean, like yeah. def- defending national champion, former national champion, and then the team that lost in the national championship game. So, yeah, I mean, that was a murderer's row. You played Adrian first, then you played Minot, then you played Liberty. Talk to me, tell me a little bit about what that experience was like from your perspective. Uh, well, it was really good, um, like preparation coming up to the, for nationals cause it's just playing three games in three days so fast. Like it's, it's pretty tough on the body, but, uh, it's, I haven't done that in a while since junior. So it's really, it was good to get that, uh, get that under my belt and, you know, keep that cause we played the really good teams and just, um, that was really good. Oh, sorry, I'm kind of screwed up right now, but no problem. It was just really good preparation for what's coming up in the future. Well, you you mentioned that you you hadn't played three games in three days in uh, since since your junior days, oh, and you played in net all sixty minutes for all three games against you know, geez, what like you said, top number six, number four, number two. What's what's that like in terms of a grind? What do you have to do? Uh, in order to stay sharp on day three, it's easy to stay sharp on day one. Uh, but what do, what do you have to do as the goaltender uh, who's playing his third game in three days? Obviously, it was just important. I, I stayed hydrated throughout the weekend and got my rest. So uh, the third day was a little rough. I woke up in pretty bad shape with a pretty bad stomach ache. And uh, throughout the warm-up, I wasn't didn't even finish the full warm-up and throughout the intermissions I was taking trips to the bathroom so it wasn't it was a pretty tough game and I was battling pretty hard through an illness but uh, I'm glad that we could still get the job done the boys in the third period there they uh, really uh, battled and uh, locked down the D zone they did get one and uh, make it a close game but I was still in the last two minutes there they really uh, helped me out and kept the shots to the outside and blocked a lot of shots so uh, I wouldn't have been able to do it without my teammates. So that's that's the not so glorious side of uh, of, of hockey, huh? Is people don't need to people only see you when you're on the ice. They don't understand the 15, 18 minutes during intermissions. What's going on? You know, yeah. pumping yourself through. You know, full of whether it's fluids or protein or whatever it is you can you know get get into your body or you know heading off to the head and trying to uh, you know take care of business before you go back out onto the ice. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a battle for sure. I was drinking a lot of uh, I don't even know what it was, but trying to just wash out my system. So wow, wow. When you were in Chicago, was it all hockey all the time, or did you get a chance to get out and see the sights? Uh, yeah, I had a couple uh, buddies that I played juniors with who lived in Chicago. So uh, uh, one of them picked me up, and we went around. He uh, took us around and showed us a, a bunch of the sites. So it was cool. I went to Chicago for a hockey tournament when I was about 13. So I've seen the city a little bit, but uh, it was cool to come back again because it is it was such a great city, and it's, I love it there. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Well, how, Zach, what, tell for the for those that are unfamiliar with you that haven't seen you, what's what's Zach Wixon's goaltending style, if you call it, or you? Are you a hybrid or your butterfly kind of guy? I mean, what's kind of your biggest strengths or what is it that makes Zach Wixon so successful? Uh, well, I mean, it helps being six foot six. So uh, <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, I just, I, I know I have a pretty uh, calm and cool collective uh, demeanor to my game. And 
uh, I just try and let the play come to me. I don't try and uh, be too crazy and get out, uh, get myself out of position and do that. So, I mean, hey, I can't do anything but uh, thank my teammates as well for this uh, start I've had. So, uh, yeah, just uh, I'm a big guy that can move pretty quickly. Uh, I say if you can pretty much can keep the shots to the outside and all that, you're going to have a pretty easy game for us. So Okay. All right. Well, fair enough. 6-6 six, six will take up a lot of that 4 by 6 huh? Exactly, yes. Not much net to shoot at for the other guy. <laughs> well, talk, talk about, uh, well, let, let me ask you, what kind of equipment are you using? Because, uh, you know, nowadays, especially for goaltenders, the 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 cool thing to do, I guess, or not cool, but the the... I guess the, more of the current stuff to do is they're trying to always make pads smaller and make the black blockers and the and the catchers the mitts smaller. What do you use? What's your uh, equipment of choice? Do you are your Brian's a warrior a Bauer guy? And uh, uh, do you I, care whether the pillows are big or small or what? Uh, I I have pretty uh, big pads. Of, uh, they're oh God, what's the size? I think they're thirty six plus two size, so they're pretty pretty big and. Uh, I'm a CCM guy. I always have been since, oh, God, since I can remember back in Bantam. Uh, when was when I? Because I didn't even, I wasn't even a goalie until uh, first year Bantam. So I made the switch pretty late, actually. How'd that happen? But, uh, my brother was a goalie as well. And I, I don't know. It's just me and him both loved it. So. But I mean, you, you, you switched over. You said in Bantam, you switched over. Did the coach say, hey, who doesn't want to be the goalie and you were the first one to say you were the first one to hold your hand up or did you just you know after you talking to your brother and your brother's carter right we yeah, talked we yeah. talked about him he he's also a goaltender yeah he's done playing now but uh he's he played over in poland even he he was still drafted in the western hockey league so he's he still had a good little career but okay just yeah, he got hurt a little bit, and just things kind of fell off for him. So, and so you were you did you play D or forward before you switched back to the net? I was forward. So what what I mean what was it other than Carter influencing you to uh, to be a goaltender? Uh, I don't know. I just I I loved the the gear uh, to it, like just all the seeing all the goalies with their custom equipment and all this, and always thought it just looked so cool. And yeah. I, probably just what got me over but okay but when when we both made the switch though my dad brought us out to the outdoor rink and was just shooting pucks at us as hard as he could because he didn't want us to make the switch but <laughs> he pretty bad bruises but we still stuck with it <laughs> well what okay that leads to it that leads to a, a wild question because i always think that you got to be a special sort of person to want to be a goalie and to take all that abuse and firepower i mean you're deliberately trying to use your body to stop a frozen piece of rubber that's coming at you at who knows how many miles an hour so what's the worst zach what's the worst injury that you've ever gotten on the ice from being a goaltender not counting the shots and the bruises your dad laid on you yeah well uh, actually um i there's a program that i skate with in the summer with pat elinock a former nhl player and he uh he gets lots of ahl uh NHL Div One guys, and the worst one I've probably had was when Matt Dumba took a shot and hit me in the wrong area and broke my cup, and that was pretty painful. So no way. One I've had, yeah. Oh boy, got one so, right to the jewels, huh? 
Yeah, exactly. I didn't feel too good. That's oh. probably the did Dumbo buy you a new cup or at least a, a beer or no, something felt, afterwards? No, he felt bad, but I, I just didn't get a new cup. I didn't even <laughs> know it was broken until the second ice time after. So I was skating through a whole ice time with a broken cup and I didn't even know. Oh my gosh. What a deal. Well, hey, there you go. Brush with greatness. I'm at Dumbo broke my cup. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Well, hey, uh, what, what's uh, what? T- tell me, well, I mean, what's a, a normal, I guess, oh like a game day routine for for zach wixon when he's getting other than you know taking uh trying to stay hydrated and trying to avoid the restroom as much as possible what's a game day routine for uh, in the day in the life for zach uh really so it's it kind of depends on if we're home or away but i'll just do my home one so when we're at home um usually get up and uh around nine o'clock uh have a cup of coffee, go sit out in the living room in our apartment and just watch some sports highlights or whatever. And then usually uh, get with the massage gun and the roller a little bit and get the legs loose in the morning. And then sometimes we have a pregame skate, sometimes we don't. So just depends all on that. But I usually, I'm not a big pregame skate guy anyways. If, if we do have them, I'm out there for 20 minutes, just getting a little, get the legs going, you see in the puck and that's about it. And then I get off. But after that, then I take a pregame nap usually around three o'clock, and then get up. Uh, well, usually okay. I I eat before my nap, sorry, and then take my nap, get up, uh, have a quick little bite before drink, get in the shower, uh, get all ready to go in the suit, and drive to the rink. And I usually like to get to the rink about just over two hours before because I have a couple of things that I like to do when I get to the rink, but usually I like to go to the rink by myself in the car, uh, blast some tunes, get in the zone. And then when I get to the rink, I um, just have things, uh, little things to do, tape the stick, make sure all the gear is good. Uh, yeah. And then get ready to go. I just have about 20 minutes before warm ups. I just go stretch out a little bit and warm my hands and my eyes up with a little ball thrown against the wall. And then, then I'm ready to go. All right. You said you've got some uh, little things you like to do, some rituals or some superstitions that uh, that you do. No, j- yeah, just like the. I don't have any superstitions really. I'm not a big superstitious guy because I, I feel like if you have that kind of stuff, it's just too much to worry about and too many things can go wrong. So I just kind of <laughs> like to lay. Yeah, let things happen. Don't have too many of those. Okay. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Who do you, uh, growing up, I got to presume, well, let me ask this. Are are you a a Flames fan since you're from Calgary, or have you found another team? I am not. uh, I'm an Oilers fan, actually. How does does that work out? The Battle of Alberta, and you root for the other team. Yeah, well, uh, so it goes back to family history, actually. My uh, dad's dad, my grandpa, uh, he used to be business partners with Glenn Sather when he was the GM of the Oilers. So, okay. Yeah, so we have a ton of Oilers memorabilia, and my dad used to always hang out in the dressing room after when they won the Stanley Cup and everything. So it's just kind of runs in the family. Very cool, very cool. Well, do you have, uh, are there any goaltenders, NHL guys that you uh, idolize or enjoy watching? I mean, someone that you kind of model your game after, maybe a Grant Fuhrer or, uh, geez, who, Andy Moog was big up there for the Oilers before yeah. he came down to Dallas. Uh, well, when I was uh, when I was growing up, it was pretty much just all Carey Price for me. So okay. that was that was the guy I looked up to the most. But now, nowadays in the NHL, I'd say, uh, Andre Vasilevsky is easiestly the 
guy that I try and model my game after because he's just incredibly good. He's a stud, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well, you can't go can't go wrong with Kerry either. So. Uh, yeah. Exactly. That Canadian kid, guys. Yeah, he can play. They can play. All right. Well, um, what outside of hockey? I mean, what what else do you do uh, besides hang around in your apartment and uh, you know go to school? You got some hobbies outside of hockey? Uh, we go golfing a lot, which is really nice. We can take advantage of that. And we, I was before I left, I went golfing three times in December. So huh. it was, yeah, it's can't do that in many places. So it's we love to do that and get out and. There's a bunch of us on the team that like to golf, so uh, we do that quite a bit. What a what a rough gig, huh? You living yeah. living down in the desert. It's December before you go home to uh, Winter Wonderland up there in Calgary, and yeah, you're playing golf two or three times a week. What yeah, a, it's yeah, it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Pretty rough, pretty rough living. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, let me let me ask you this, Zach. I mean. Um, uh, you, you've you say you knew a couple of guys on the UNLV team, and um, that you've obviously you've grown close to them in the year and a half that you've been there in, in Vegas. Who's the uh, on your teammate? Nobody. Before we get going here, remember nobody listens to my podcast. Okay, so there's like eleven <laughs> listeners, so it's really just me and you and a bunch of folks from Missouri State. So nobody's going to listen. Um, but who who on your teammate? Uh, I mean, who on the on your team? Who's the funniest teammate there that you got there? Who's the guy that just is the crack up in the locker room or on the ice? The Joker. Uh, probably he just graduated at uh, the semester break, though. But uh, Liam Gentile is, would be the fun guy, and he always cracks things up. He's always doing little things to make the boys laugh or doing little things. So he's always making the boys crack up. All right. On the ice, in the room, or no matter where it is, on the bus, <laughs> on the plane? It is, yeah. Okay. All right. Who on your Who on your team has the uh, has the sickest hands? In your opinion, you're the goaltender. You get to see everything. Yeah, uh, oof. sickest hands. I'd probably it's, I'd probably have to say Alec would be the guy with the sickest hands. Alec Johnson. Okay, he's a defenseman too, and I I think he's got the best hands. What's up with that? A D man having some having some mitts, huh? Yeah, he's he's doing pretty well. I think he's third or fourth on our team in points. So him and his brother are doing well as well. Yeah, who uh, who on the team has the uh, has the best shootout move? I know you guys probably practice the shootout what once or twice a week. Yeah, uh, I'd probably again. That's who I'd go with is Alec because he's the one who embarrasses me the most. I'd say. Really? Right. Yeah. What, what's what's your strength? I mean, in the shootout, what do you? Th- again, nobody listens to this podcast, so no one. So don't worry about giving up any state secrets. When it, when it's you and some other guy on the on the shootout, I mean, what are you looking for? What are you keying on as the goaltender? What's going to decide whether you just stand still or whether you go down or whether you throw the poke at him? Uh, I usually I'm not a big poke check guy on breakaways, but uh, usually I. Um, just come out and try and match their speed and then uh, just try and let them make the first move and not try and bite on anything to give them anything easy. So yeah. just try and let them make the move and just react to it and how I, it's happened so fast. So it's just, you, you use that six, six to your advantage, huh? Yeah. Those long legs help when I have to stretch out for a save. So what's, what tell me uh, what's as a, from a goaltender's perspective, what's worse? Cause you see guys that just, come in on a shootout or on a breakaway and they're just absolute hauling ass down the ice. I mean, it's 99 miles an hour. Then you get the yeah. guys that 
do the TJ Oshi route and they just kind of dilly dally and do loop de loops and take their time getting to the net. What's worse as the goaltender? Uh, I think it's it's all in different scenarios. Usually, like on a penalty shot or something slow, a guy can come in or come in pretty slow. But a breakaway, like in a game where it's given up like that, it's usually faster. So I'd say this coming in slower because there's more time to do stuff. They don't really have any pressure. So I just I'd say this coming in slower is a little more difficult than fast because usually when guys are coming in fast, they're most of the time they usually shoot it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you probably, I would think you have the advantage because you're putting the pressure on them. Whereas if they have time to come and lollygag, you know, and do twists and turns or whatever it is, they, they've got time to think about what they're doing. Whereas if they're just blazing right on in, they're, they're going five hole or they're trying to go yeah. high glove or something. And you, that's to your advantage. Yeah, exactly. All right, interesting. Let me ask you this. After you get scored on, I mean... I've always wondered about this myself because, uh, heck, I'm not a hockey guy. I can barely do a stupid podcast. Um, but do you do you mind it if after you get scored on? Do you mind it if the guys come over and you know tap you on the pads, or are you one of these guys that says, "Leave me alone, get the heck out of my face"? Uh, I you know I like it when guys come up and give me a little tap. I, I try not. I just throw it out the window like it's gone. There's nothing I can do about it. It's in the net, so it's just focus on the next shot. And when they come over and tap me in the pads, it's just a little confidence booster. Then hey, just don't worry about it. And it's nice that the guys do that. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, I I I know there are some folks that like that, and then I know that there are other folks that are like, geez, get away from me, leave me alone. Yeah. Wow. All right. What about uh, what what about when someone's you know, trying to screen you, someone from the other team is blocking your line of vision. Uh, I, I know that you're sitting there, you know, hacking at their ankles or the back of their their, their calves or something. But is there any, uh, is there any, I think people would be surprised at how much talk is going on on the ice. Is there any chatter going on between you and that guy or are you just hacking away and trying to get look around them? No, I just kind of keep to my, I don't really chirp much on the ice, uh, so I just always feel like oh, it's, you're gonna say something to someone and they're gonna they can score and then it's just like that. So I just try and keep my words to myself and just yeah try. It's usually pretty easy for me to see over guys, but <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, six six. Yeah, but sometimes you know the, the coaches on the other teams pick up on that and they try and they just take the biggest guy and throw him in front of me on the power play. But yeah, then I'll give that guy a little couple hacks. <laughs> Are, now, are you vocal back there um, with with your own teammates in terms of, you know, letting the D know who's coming and all that kind of stuff, or do you just mind the net and take care of your business and everybody else let everybody else worry about the the not necessarily chirping but communications between uh, one another? Oh no, I, I'm always talking to my guys, letting them know because I'm trying to give uh, help them in any way I can, letting them know if there's a guy on them if they got time or. Uh, what if there's can reverse it or rim it? I'm always uh, trying to get let the guys know the play to make it easy on them. All right, very cool, very cool. All right, let's do some quick hitters really quick, and then we'll get you out of here because I know that uh, we're taking up some of your winter break, and uh, I appreciate you being patient with me. I, I know that you've got some nicknames. Um, most every hockey player has some nicknames, and I've seen one on the internet, at least from the UNLV Twitter account. Uh, hey, by the way, do you know who runs that UNLV Twitter account? Uh, there's a couple people that we have running it. All right. Well, and I'm not asking you to name names. I, I just like kind of the snark. They've got some attitude and some snark and, uh, I kind of, I kind of like it. So I figured it had to be, uh, some folks there on the team and, uh, that have a little bit of attitude. So, but I've seen them, they call you Brixen. 
Is that something that uh, that you go with, or do you have any other nicknames? Yeah, my uh, nickname in juniors was the Brick Wall, so they just came up with Brickson, I guess, and just stuck with it. So it works for me. So all right. Well, I also saw that your uh, your brother uh, was was he's he's active on Twitter as well, and he was uh, calling you the Brick Wall too. So. Yeah, I figured. Okay, um, you said you like to have a little, do a little pregame type thing. Have some, have something to eat before you, uh, before you lay down, take a nap, and uh, catch some. You know, hockey players are are the best at taking naps. Does it take you forever to? I mean, when you lay your put your head on the pillow, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to be personal. I'm not trying to be kinky or anything. But I mean, are you one that when you lay down, boom, you're sleeping, or does it take you forever to get to get to nap? Uh, I think now it's just like a routine that I've done forever. So it's just when I go to when I go to lay down, it's out pretty easily. Yeah, it's amazing to me. Hockey players are the best nappers in the world. They can take a nap anywhere, whether you're on the bus, whether you're at the hotel, whether you're at the restaurant. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing, and they can go to sleep like that. I mean, it's you know I I can't do that so that's why I ask but what's your you said before you do your pregame nap you also uh, sneak in a pregame meal what's your go-to uh pregame meal you do some chicken parm you just do grilled chicken what do you do you got it right on the first chicken parm chicken that's parm can't go you've been you've been watching bucci gras a little too much a little <laughs> chicken parm ray ferraro huh yeah yeah no that's I feel like it fills me up and uh, usually before I leave to the rink, I have some some fruit or some veggies and that kind of stuff, and then I'm good to go. All right. Now, uh, you're in Las Vegas. The Golden Knights are in Las Vegas. Hockey is taking over Las Vegas, uh, not counting UNLV hockey. The, let's say the Edmonton Oilers are in town to play the Golden Knights, and you get tickets. Who are you rooting for, the Golden Knights or the Oilers? 100% the Oilers. <laughs> really? No, no question about it. No question about it. All right, all right. Well, that's pretty cool. You know, the Oilers, they used to have, uh, well, their 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 farm team used to be here near where I live uh, in Oklahoma City, and we had, what, Jordan Eberle and Taylor Hall and our, was it Ryan Nugent Hopkins on, on that team? Yeah. And, uh, boy, they, they seem to have squandered a lot of uh, opportunities there, huh? Yeah, we got lucky uh, for the – a couple of years when we got those top picks and uh, some of them didn't work out the way we expected, but you know, that's hockey for you. That's hockey for you. Yep. Yep. All right. So uh, what do you think of the world juniors? They were just canceled here due to COVID. Uh, obviously that's, uh, that was going to be a huge, big thing. Uh, but what, what's Zach Wixon's take on the, the world juniors being canceled? I was really upset. Uh, I mean, I know, uh, the, I knew one of the goalies on the team for Canada. He's my buddy, Sebastian Cosa, and it was his last year he could have played, and I just felt awful that he had that just taken away from him. And I said, I know he's worked so hard to get to the spot he's at now, and just sucks for all those guys to follow all the rules, do everything they're asked, and still just just taken away from them like that. Just feel bad for him. Yeah, it seems kind of last minute. You would think that they would have. I knew they were all in their little bubbles, too, and they were you know minding their P's and Q's, and it still got yanked out from under them. Yeah. Yeah, what a deal. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. No, that's okay. I was just saying, saying how unfortunate it is. And, yeah, just for those guys to travel, especially all the other countries travel across the world, miss time with their families on, like, holidays and all that, and just taken away from that. So, just yep. What a, what a, what a, what a, I mean, it's kind of like what we're seeing with these bowl games, too, that are going, uh, yeah, getting canceled. Yeah, canceled at the last minute. I know there was what 
one team had flown all the way to Hawaii just to have them cancel. And then yeah. another team flew all the way to San Diego just to have uh, that game canceled like two hours before kickoff. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. I think we, it's a little crazy now. I think it's, it's not going anywhere. So I think we just need to learn to live with it. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I think it's uh, just going to be a sad fact of life. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, let's, let's get back to something fun here. Um, uh, ever been in the goalie fight? No, I actually have not. There was uh, one time against uh, juniors in uh, ASU's goalie, actually, Dawson Roden. Uh, we almost got into a fight in juniors together, but it kind of got called off. So Really? What, what do you mean it got called, called off? Who called it off? You or Dawson or someone else? Uh, yeah, my coach kind of you know said something when I was skating out, and then the fight kind of got all uh, taken care of by the refs, and then I was skating down, and he was skating down. It just didn't really happen. So Okay. Yeah. When you see each other now here on the ice in the ACHA, do you ever sit there and say, hey, you want to, you know, let's go? We, well, it was funny. We uh, When we played them uh, uh, the last games before the break, uh, we actually talked about it and joked about it that we're, uh, we're going to do it next time we play each other, but I don't know if that's <laughs> Uh, it's too much. talking, so I don't think that's really going to happen. Yeah, we'll I hear you. Especially, you guys, both of you have too much. They're, you're trying to stay there in the top four. They're trying to break into the – or stay in the top 25. they got too much going on. Yeah, exactly. Too I don't much. think that's the, that's the spark they're looking for. What's uh, – for Zach Wixon, what's his favorite musician or music act? You say you like to turn on some tunes. What are you into? Rock, electronica, country? Uh, I'm a country and rap kind of guy. Country uh, and rap. That's quite the mixture. Yeah, I know it, but, you know, there's just times where I'm feeling different moods, so. All right. Who's your go-to yeah. rapper? Uh, I'm probably a big, I'm a big Drake guy. He's got just good, consistent music. Uh, and then country, I'd probably go Thomas Rhett. I'm a big Thomas Rhett guy. All right. You're going Drake because he's from Canada, right? Yeah probably get more of that leans towards it too a bit all right, all right. you ever heard of a guy uh god i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher his name um there's a since you're from calgary i here i'm gonna i'm gonna look this up really quick before i say it because i'm i think i'm gonna mess it up but it's some guy named cody and he's got the hurtin albertans corb lund in the hurtin albertans you ever heard of him no, I have not. He's a country guy. He's he's kind of wild. Anyways, he's also from Canada, so I figured uh, I figured all, all all the Canadians. I was I didn't know if you were going to say something like the tragically hip or uh, you know the squirrel nut zippers or you know some some Canadian act. Uh, yeah. So crank out some Aldo Nova on us or something. So all right. Other than hockey, what's the best sport in your mind? Oof. Football, baseball, cricket. Uh, I- Something just came to your mind. I say golf next, honestly. Golf. Now, do you like to sit around and watch golf on TV, or do you just like to to play it? I love. Yeah, I love watching golf. Actually. Yeah. Who's your golfer? Uh, Rory McIlroy is my guy to watch. Why is that? Uh, I don't know. Ever since when I started watching, when I started to get into it, when I was probably about fourteen-ish, is when I really got into golf. Is just he was the guy. I just loved watching him ever since i started so i just kind of stuck with him he seems like a class act he doesn't seem to get uh you know he's not tiger uh yeah who's off doing other things sometimes um you know wrecking cars 
um, chasing waitresses out of the Waffle House or whoever it is. Um, but, he, but he's also not Phil, you know, Mickelson, who's just kind of churlish and surly. And yeah. he's not Bryson and uh, who, who's who's the guy that he's fighting with now? Brooks Kepka. Yeah, Brooks Kepka. Those two are just going at each other like they're uh, in middle school. So, yeah, that's... yeah, Rory's just kind of gets out there and does his business. So yeah. Seems like a nice guy. Yeah. All right, uh, who, in, in, not just counting the ACHA, not counting the Western Collegiate Hockey League, what's your favorite road trip destination that you've ever been to? Hmm. When I was with my team in, uh, in BC, up in Prince George, we took a trip and we played home games up in Whitehorse, Yukon. Yeah. And that just like a different world when i went up there and it was pretty cool to see honestly and experience that culture so i thought that was pretty cool what was so different about whitehorse yukon just uh this town itself like there's like i've been to small towns and it was just like the the native culture was just so cool to see and uh just saw the uh like the rink they had there it was uh, it was just, it felt, it was a little different and just had all the, uh, first nations, just things to it. So it was cool to just experience that, especially being from Canada. All right. All right. Very cool. Well, I, I was going to, I was going to ask one question, but with your divergence there over to Whitehorse, it's, I'm going to ask, are you a fan of Letterkenny? Uh, not the biggest fan, but I've I've watched him here now and then. Well, the only reason I ask is is because there's a part obviously there where the Letterkenny, what Shamrocks, they got to go and you know play the team from the reservation, and it's you know they know that uh, you know it's going to be a tough game and you know put the foil yeah. on the knuckles and it was that kind of what it was like at, in Whitehorse and that when you're talking about you know as you say the you know folks from the first nation it was just a totally different cultural experience yeah it was completely different than anything i've ever experienced before for sure okay yeah awesome interesting all right well so uh so not a letter candy or not the biggest letter candy fan uh what's the best hockey movie according to zach wixon definitely i I know it's an american movie but i'll go with miracle really really yeah. All right. Well, it, because it's, I'm sure that's because of the Americans beating the Russians. Had it been about the '72, you know, the uh, Canada U.S., then uh, yeah, <laughs> then maybe it would have been a little different. But <laughs> we're all against the Russians, huh? Yeah. Exactly. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's good. What's the scariest thing that you've ever done? Hmm. Ever jump out of a plane? You ever uh, go surfing on 80 foot waves? You ever? stare a snake in the face what's the Probably scariest thing I, I went uh oh god i just I, when i was actually i was this is nothing probably the answer you're expecting but the scariest thing that's ever happened in my life was i was driving with my mom through the mountains in canada and um it was a single lane non-divided highway so there's cars coming either way and I just, we were taking a turn and I just hit a little bit of black ice and the car was just went out of control and I just got the car back to drive again and it was just scary because my mom was in the car with me and just, yeah, it was probably life flashed before my eyes type of thing. Wow. No, that's, but that's real. That's, yeah, uh, exactly. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, when uh, help help me out because when I think of Alberta, in uh, I think of you know northern Canada, especially the Edmonton Calgary area, I think of flat. I think of farmland. Are are there? I, I know as you get closer more towards western Alberta, you're in the mountains. Um, but uh, I mean, was this in the mountains? I, I, I mean, in in western Alberta, or was it somewhere else? Was it over in BC? Yeah, it was driving through BC and Revelstoke, so yeah, okay. right through the mountains there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, for Canada, like you were saying, when you drive north up to Edmonton and go up there, as soon as you leave and go up there, it's all farmland and that. But if you go out uh, out west, you're just going through the mountains the whole time. So it's a it's a really nice drive. We have a place out in Kelowna, BC, too. And when you drive out there through the mountains, it's it's a really nice drive. It's a really nice drive when there's no black ice, right? To deal exactly, with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. What a deal. How was, was you, did your mom, was, did she know what was going on or was she just zonked out uh, riding no, yeah, shotgun? She was awake. Yeah. She was awake and saw it all. And she was just like, wow. Like I'm <laughs> impressed that just happened. But, yeah. It was very a, a save of a different kind, huh? Exactly. <laughs> Yikes. All right. What's your social media of choice? You're a Twitter guy, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Probably uh, Instagram the most. Yeah. Okay. All right. Why is it? Why Instagram the most? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's probably just the one I go on the most. I'm not the biggest Facebook or not the biggest Snapchat, and I dabble with Twitter now and then, but I don't usually tweet ever or do anything like that. So I'm not too engaged. I kind of just go and browse. Leave that to your brother, huh? Yeah. Exactly. Carter seems to be a Twitter fiend. So uh, good, good for him. Good for him. Well, I, I, I ask only because, uh, not because we're going to follow you. I'm not going to be a stalker or anything. It just seems Facebook is, uh, 20 years ago was, you know, for kids for high, you know, was for college kids. You couldn't get a Facebook account unless you had a .edu email address. But nowadays it's for older folks in their forties, fifties, and sixties. Whereas guys in their you know twenties or younger, they all seem to be on either Insta or Snapchat. It seems like the girls are all on Snapchat. So. all right well hey let's wind this up what are you looking forward to most here in the spring and uh, don't say nationals because i know that nationals is what everyone is looking forward to so yeah. what's uh what's what's the second but most thing that you're looking forward to in the spring uh i'm really uh, excited to do when we go to liberty our second week actually uh, i'm excited to go there and play them i've uh, i've heard they have a really nice facility and get quite a few fans so it'll be a fun game to play because those are always the best they, they play the top. They Good pack man. the place. They yeah. They pack the place. And um, are you familiar with the uh, with the book series Left Behind? No. Okay. Well, it's kind of a religious thing. Um, uh, but whatever the 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 guy that wrote it is a guy named Tim LaHaye, and he donated the money for their rink. So it's called the LaHaye Ice Center. I'm I'm surprised they don't have a library there just full of all of his books. Um, but those kids, you know, Liberty, don't get me wrong. Liberty's a, a, a great team and I love their coach, Kirk Handy. He's a great guy, but you know, they've, they, they have a, a certain, oh, what's the, what's the word? They, they have to behave certain ways, right? They have certain codes of conduct they have to adhere to. Um, you know, you can't get within, you can't hold hands with a girl. You can't cuss, you can't drink, that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, if you can't get within, I think, three feet of the opposite sex for more than like three seconds before, you know, you get written up or something like that. But when those kids go to a hockey game, 
all their inhibitions are gone and they get loose and they're rabid and they're just nutty and it's a great place to play hockey so you'll enjoy that it will be packed and the best thing will be your family and all the UNLV fans uh what a what a great uh they liberty puts on a heck of a broadcast too I mean, it's yeah. ESPN quality broadcast, so they're, you're going to get to see all six six of Zach Wixon in live streaming HD. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited for it for sure. Very good, very good. All right, well, Zach Wixon, listen, I appreciate you taking time out of your uh, Christmas holiday break uh, to put up with me and all of my dumb questions. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, UNLV is in the uh, right now leading the Western Collegiate Hockey League. By a point or two, and but a couple of teams, I think Missouri State and Central Oklahoma have some games in hand on you. So it's kind of like a three-dog race now for the uh, conference title. So that should be fun to watch here in the spring as well to see who's going to win that. And yeah, uh, good, those two. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, let's let's see. You guys took care of uh, Missouri State and Central Oklahoma, who got you when you came to them. So uh, it's it's kind of a. a you know, and then Missouri State took care of Central Oklahoma, so it's everyone's beating up on everyone else. That's kind of a battle of just who's going to make the mistake and lose to the, I don't want to say lower-level teams, but, you know, the teams that aren't at the top of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. So It's the truth, right? I mean, yeah. you, who's going to lose the game that they were supposed to win? Exactly. Yeah, what like a that. deal. <laughs> What a deal. All righty, Zach. Well, hey, uh, best of luck the rest of the season. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in St. Louis. And uh, who knows if uh, if there's some hardware that has to be distributed by the dumb commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League, I might even be out there in Vegas to, uh, to hand that out. So kind of a fun time. Safe travels back home, uh, or not back home, but from home back to Las Vegas. Uh, leave all your winter clothes behind. I don't think you're going to need that in Las Vegas, huh? Nope. Yeah, no, we'll not need those. You got grand plans for uh, for New Year's and New Year's Eve. How do how do they celebrate there in Calgary? Uh, well, it's actually kind of uh, unfortunate because they we just made a rule here where you can't be out after eleven and you can't serve alcohol after eleven and that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a little different here this year for sure for New Year's. Wow, it's going to be a homegrown New Year's celebration. Exactly. Are they, are they just trying to keep COVID down or are they just trying to keep all the, uh, all the, all the celebrations down or do they hate the, the year 2022 already? Yeah, I just, yeah, it's probably just for COVID I'm guessing. But, yeah, it's <laughs> wild. Well, Hey, I, better to be in Calgary, I guess, than Las Vegas. Las Vegas will be wild on New Year's. So, uh, you can probably get in a lot of trouble down there on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> All righty, Zach. Listen, I appreciate you taking time and being on the podcast and putting up with my baloney and uh, wish you the best of luck this season and uh, look forward to seeing you in St. Louis. Okie doke. Awesome. Thank you so much. All I right. appreciate it. Hang on. Hang on.